0: Whether you're a seller looking to hire their first or their next VA, or a VA who's looking for their first or next client, you're going to love the Hiring a VA Summit happening May 19th to the 22nd. Everything that weekend is absolutely free, and there are even some bonus live events the weekend before. You can get all of that information in the episode description, or if you have any questions about getting involved, you can send me a DM on Instagram over at Brittany Berlinich. Hello and welcome to the Social Media Magic Podcast, the perfect podcast for TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, and teacher business owners who consider themselves to be introverts. Each episode shares all kinds of ideas, tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make more sales and grow your community on social media. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Looking to hire a VA? I have the perfect resource for you. In the episode description, You can find my Hiring a VA Survival Guide. It has all kinds of resources and tools, everything you need, including step-by-step blog post walkthroughs, videos, tutorials, and specific podcast episodes from the Social Media Magic Podcast to help you hire your first or your next VA. You can find all that information in the episode description or in the show notes. Okay, it looks like I'm live. Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the social media magic podcast. If you're listening and hello in the group, if you're here, I'm just going to do a quick little check to make sure it looks like we're live. But you know how these things go. Sometimes they don't show up. So I'm going to do that. But if you are here, feel free to say hi. I know it's during the day and that all of you can do it. So it's okay if it can't make it. But even if you come back later ask questions. I'm here in the group. I can respond. And if you're listening and you're not already in the group, it's definitely a place you want to be. Anytime I do live interviews, that's where they come and they chat and the kind of like goodies and bonuses they have. So it's the easiest way for you to get access to those. And I just want to welcome Heather to the show. Welcome Heather. Hi, thanks Brittany. Yeah. Happy to join you today. Yay. So excited. She sent me this amazing guide. I was looking through it and I was like, Oh, I could just like, you know, do an audio Podcast of just that alone. There's so much good stuff in there. But what I would love to start with is your own virtual assistant story. I think you have an interesting perspective, seeing that you have seen both sides of the coin. So just go ahead and share your story with us.
1: Yeah. So um, I've been on TPT I, and my TPT story and VA story kind of mesh. So you're going to get a little bit of both because it's really hard to separate. <laughs> so I guess that's just what it is. But I joined TPT in 2009, just stumbled across it in the very early days became a premium member in 2011 and got a little bit more serious and then ended up married and having a child and didn't want to go back to the classroom, quite honestly. 2015, I went. But yeah, so 2015, I decided to go full-time with TPT, but I was making like $400 a month at that point on TPT. And I was like, there's no way, you know, I need to do something else while TPT grows or to get TPT to grow. A friend actually approached me and she's like, hey, do you want to be my VA? I know you're good with blogs and stuff. And I was like, what is a VA? And she's like a virtual assistant. You would like help me. What do you mean help you? I I was completely clueless. I started helping her. I started posting. um, I was ghostwriting blog posts. I didn't ghostwriting wasn't even a term I was familiar with. Uh, So I was writing two to four blog posts a week for her. I was posting on I believe four different Facebook pages that she had at the time and any other just random little projects she had. That helped me reach my goal at the time of I think I, my goal was like $550 a month to cover my and my son's insurance while my husband at the time worked. So that's how I kind of got into the VA side of things and I was like, you know, this is this is a great way to supplement TPT so i kind of just started putting feelers out and there weren't groups like now you can go to tpt i think the group is called tpt va finder and you can find people you know you can just network with other tpt sellers or those outside of the tpt niche also that wasn't a thing back in 2015 so i just kind of slowly started putting my name out there and at the end of 2015 i ended up with my second client. At the beginning of 2016, I ended up with my third client. And then the second client was like, hey, you're good at this. Hire more people and build a team. And I was like, what? Like, I, <laughs> I seriously had to get like so much. Like, I feel like I was pushed and shoved from behind to learn how to do this. But what we ended up doing then is I ended up with about 10 clients. I was mostly at that point doing Pinterest. A little bit of Facebook, a little bit of TPT feedback, kind of whatever they needed. But then I kind of became the go-to Pinterest expert. For myself personally, 2016, I focused on Pinterest and my TPT income four times what it had been in 2015. And part of that was I was creating more. I was home full-time other than a baby, which is another full-time job, as we all know. So, And then 2017, I hired My first VA, like I'd hired some contractors to build a blog or um, to maybe do little, like, one off bigger projects. But I actually hired somebody who started working for me 10 hours a week. And that first gal I hired in 2017 is still with me now in 2023. We just celebrated six years of working together. I did TPT right alongside with VA work, um, you know, half of 2015, like I said, all of 16, 17, 18, 19. So I was four and a half years of being a VA before I just said, hey, my store grew and I'm going to step back, be more present as a mom and be able to focus more on my store. So I've been full time, strictly TPT since 2020, which was great because everything needed to go digital. So it ended up working out pretty well. I guess that's kind of my backstory, how I started, who I hired. And I ended up with a team, I think of about five at one point. I skipped that part.
0: No, that's great. Thank you. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the podcast and just to talk to the community because there seems to be a disconnect. And that's what I'm really hoping to help solve with the summit that we're hosting next month. If, you, if you're listening to this in real time, watching this in real time, May 19th through the 22nd, we're hosting a hiring EVA summit. And my goal is to really serve both sides of the audience. Cause I know I do have some service providers who follow me or connected with me and I have sellers who follow me and often we don't speak the same language, like even the word virtual assistant, like I use that so reluctantly because I don't consider myself a VA, but sometimes it's just easier to say VA because sellers so was like, Oh, okay. I kind of know what that is. And so that's why I want to educate. I want for sellers to be informed. I want for VAs to know how to talk to their audience. If, if you're working with sellers, you know, and so it's just a way to serve and help. And so I'm hoping that this episode can also do that. And I think that your guide, by the way, if anyone ever wants to, to get it, is this in your TPT store? The guide I, Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if you even
1: just search TPT and virtual assistant ebook, I'm one of the first ones that pops up too. Cause I wrote that in 2016 or 17. So it's been out there a while. Yeah. And I'm looking at,
0: okay. She did put it. Okay. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, I think you should go grab it. I mean, if you're, it definitely, if you're a seller looking to start hiring and you're really feeling brand new, And I remember that feeling too. Like I remember the first VA hired being just so scared, you know, because you have the pressure and the weight of like, but what if I don't have enough work to give them? And then they're relying on me financially. Like we have this thought of we're hiring a full-time employee or something. And it's not, it doesn't have to be like that at all. Like it could be one or two hours a week. It could even be one or two hours a month, you know, if you could have someone kind of on call. It it doesn't
1: even have to be monthly. Um, Yeah sometimes it can be by task. I, I still, my, my gal that's with me now, she's back down to 10 hours a week. That's just what works for her. And I, I know I can keep her because yeah, that whole, oh, do I have enough to keep her busy? with 20 hours a week. She was like, well, I'm done. And I was like, oh, I promised you 20 hours and you only did 16, like, which wasn't her fault. I promised her 20. So I was like, hey, I'm going to back you down to 10. And she was totally fine with that. It worked out very well there, but I, I'm so grateful that she's been with me for six years. I just adore her and she's done just amazing things for my business and all like a lot of that back end stuff that I despise, if I'm being very honest. <laughs> so it's just nice to have somebody take those little tedious tasks off my plate that I just don't
0: enjoy. Absolutely. I mean, I do that for people with social media and copywriting and stuff, like a lot of the marketing and sales stuff that other sellers don't like. I love that stuff, right? Like I love talking about it. It's so fun to me. And so I totally know what you mean. And it's a really great way to serve sellers because you get to earn extra income or any VA who's listening, someone who wants to be a VA and they get things done because we've all had some kind of task in our business that we just can't, we, we either ignore it, which is terrible, right? Like we ignore it, like it doesn't exist. Like tax right. season, you put it off as long as possible because you're like, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. Or you just don't do it at all and, yeah. and it doesn't get done. Or you maybe you don't even know, like you have a blind spot in like something that you could yeah. be doing or should be doing and you just can't totally. see it because of where you are. And I think that's probably always we're always going to have some kind of blind spot because as we keep going, we keep growing and we learn more. Um, I love that. Can you share some examples? You already kind of touched on it. What are some different things that a VA can do? And because you mentioned like project one off task, um, obviously people know I'm a social media manager. So I talk about that a lot. What are some other things that a VA could do for a seller?
1: Yeah. Well, if you're watching live in the group, I did share um, an image with some different ideas. And by different ideas, I mean a full page. If we're talking the TPT realm, some of the most common things I see are Facebook, Pinterest, image creation, ghost writing. but it can also be on TPT itself too. It can be replying to feedback, answering the Q&As, especially the standard ones that what I find a lot of people do is they have like a and a template and it's just copy and paste over. Maybe they take care of 90% of them and they send you an email. Hey, there's two left. I'd much rather answer two than 10. <laughs> that's just me. It can be things like proofreading. Um, I know people that that's all they do. They edit and proofread and they're fabulous at it. It can be taking things digital, you know, and I know we're not maybe pushing digital as much as we were, but maybe you want things in more than one format. Maybe you want things to be in boom cards and or Google and print or maybe you're really good at taking the content and then you want somebody else to make it that pretty worksheet or, and, and not that everything needs to be pretty. I don't mean it that way, but the professional looking worksheet, whether that's the cute clip art and if you're in kinder or the borders and the appropriate texting and spacing and things, if you're more middle school, high school, if it's something you are doing in your business you can find somebody and probably hire it out too. There's not really a limit. I mean, my mom does all my bookkeeping just because I despise it. I hate the bookkeeping side of things. And what used to take me six to 10 hours a month takes my mom under an hour. But what I would do is I, oh, I would, I would rather do the dishes than bookkeeping. And I despise dishes. So if that tells you (laughs) anything, and that's why it would take me a whole day, because I would just lollygag and put it off and all these things. So, I mean, even like if you're a podcaster, you can find people to edit. If you want videos, you can completely hire out the videos. I could just keep rattling on, but it's truly, if it's something you are doing or want to do in your business, you can find somebody to hire if that's what you choose to do.
0: Yes. I love that. And a couple of things that just came to mind as you were saying that one thing is that hiring can actually be cheaper. And I know that that's a weird thought for sellers to think about, but because we're used to in the seller space where like, if you're a blogger, I know some like people who have like monetized blogs and stuff. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of work in the beginning right? Like Mm -hmm. you pump out 10 blog posts and you're like, wow, I'm working for free. This really sucks. And then you're like, maybe I'll make some money down the line. Maybe I'll, you know, get into an ad network with my website, or maybe I'll sell some digital products on my site for TPT. Maybe hopefully this sells, which hopefully you get to a point where that's not as much of a question mark, Right? but it's easy to think I'm going to lose more. I'm going to lose money if I hire a VA yeah but actually if you think about what your hourly rate is worth if if hourly is easiest way to think about it okay say your products have the potential to make you $50 an hour which amazing right that's pretty cool if you can hire someone even at $25 an hour to create products for you, which I know someone's like, oh, no, no one can, pro- can create for me. I'm telling you they can create for you and maybe even do a better job, which I know is kind of a, a hurtful thing, but if no, you can hire that's them at twenty five 20
1: painful truth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and even for me, so I'm going to tell you in a second. So for like, for graphic design, graphic design is not my strong suit. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I do think that for social media posts, it's a little bit different than creating products. Like, cause you get even more niche, right? Like, Creating designing posts to me is different than creating products. I don't like creating products as much, but I also have a TPT store in elementary math. My husband just asked me, he's like, well, if you like all the marketing and stuff, he's like, you could partner with someone else who just wants to create and you could be like the face of the brand. And I was like, that's an idea. He's like, or you could just hire someone to create the products. And I was like, "Hmm." so it's just, it's funny that like in real quote unquote real companies or quote unquote real business, that's what they do. The CEO isn't sitting there taking orders. At McDonald's. Like what, like we, we forget that we're yeah. building a company and we have all these different departments and roles. And right. that's probably why you feel so overwhelmed and stressed out because you're trying to do like yeah. five different kinds of things. So it can actually save you money. It can make you money because if you know yeah. that you're in the stage of business, like I'm not ready for marketing for marketing yet, quote unquote, you're always marketing, even if you're on TPT, but if you're not ready for social media yet, and you're just on TPT, you can still be hiring out people to optimize your listings for you.
1: Yes. To, titles and snippets are so huge. Yeah.
0: Thumbnails. I, th- I mean, there's such time consuming yeah. things to, to actually create the products. If you have a product line, I know so many sellers just from hearing you guys talk and saying like, I have this product line. I know it'd be really good, but I don't want to sit there and, and spend like 40 hours making it. Then don't. Like, make the well, or
1: have somebody, if you're not good at something, what I have done, and I, this has been like a godsend for me personally, because the design is not my forte either. Have them create the template. Whether that's the template for your cover, the template for thumbnail. Because what once you get a product line going, templates are amazing. And then not only that, create the template for the preview too. And I can just like, it might take me 10 hours to do that first one. Or I might like reach out to my more design happy friends and be like, please help me. Because it's just not my cup of tea. But they have saved me so much time and headache. And then once I get the first one done and the back and forth with friends, then it's like, all I have to do is drag and drop for the next... Whether, and whether it's 10 products or 200, it, it saves you so much time. And you can, you can hire that out, too. Like, I go back and forth with friends now because I know it's like, hey, I'll, um, even though I don't technically do VA work anymore, like, I'll be like, I'll write some pin descriptions for you. Like, I'm good at bartering, that sort of thing. But, yeah, it's such a huge time saver.
0: Another funny thing too, is a lot of VAs will, because there's so many places you can find VAs and I'm going to cover that in another episode because I know that's a big question. It's like, where do you find VAs? Uh, What's ethical to find them? Should I hire overseas? There's all kinds of questions. Um, But I'll just say, even if you do pay someone $25, $30 an hour and you're like, oh, that feels really expensive, which I understand it feels expensive, but you could actually be losing money by not doing that. And I'm not saying go into debt over it or pay from a credit card or anything like that. But I'm saying that if you think about how much you could make over time or the lifetime of the product, you actually can't be losing money because you're spending so much time and you're slower at things. And you may yeah. not realize that. Like for me, podcast yeah. editing, I'm okay at it. I, I know probably podcast managers listen to it, Like, you're not good at it. Don't do it. <laughs> but I'm like, I think I'm okay at it. I feel like I'm pretty good at it. And I've done it before for other people, but I'm not as fast as someone who specializes in that just because they right. do it all day right they're gonna right. be so much faster than me because they know what they're looking for they've learned all the little tricks that i don't know the shortcuts you know paying somebody 25 30 dollars an episode even which could sound painful it's like oh you're paying hundreds of months for your podcast especially if i have more than one episode yes but i'm saving so much time and then i can go get another social media client and make right. another 500 a month well, or and something. i
1: got a great example of that so I said, I started in 15, 2016. I kind of realized, wow, Pinterest is where I'm really good at. And that was the power days of Pinterest. I mean, we're not there anymore, but we were. And I still, as an aside, I still recommend people pin things on Pinterest because I do still think there's power there. Just not the power of, you know, seven, eight years ago. But I can remember I used to charge hourly. And I think at that point I was around 25 or 30 an hour. People were paying me I depended on the package they could literally buy my packages started like 60 dollars and went up to i think like 600 or or something like that and what i realized is i was getting more and more efficient so in 2016 i was charging hourly and it was like okay so their bill was always 60 dollars and all of a sudden i was like wait why is their bill only 45 and it was like oh i got faster and so what i ended up doing was moving to packages i was still getting 30 dollars an hour even though i could sometimes be efficient and don't get me wrong sometimes that would bite me and something would happen and it was like oh now i have to work so i kind of had to buffer that in but what i also found was my clients like i had a couple of clients that they were like you're spending 20 hours a month which at that point i was probably spending more like 12 to 50 or They thought i was spending 20 and i was probably spending like 12 to 15 they're like i could do this 40 hours for at least a week if not two you are saving me so much time i will happily keep paying my bill and i was like wait how would that take you 40 hours but so to them they totally were looking at the cost you know, just, just differently. And like, you are so worth it because they knew they could go create resources or they could go focus on Instagram or Facebook or wherever they were really good at. And I could just completely take over Pinterest and they didn't have to worry about it. They cut me a check once a month. They maybe checked in, they sent me if, you know, we had some kind of system for new things, but they absolutely loved it.
0: And that's not just for sellers either. That's for, for anyone who's hiring somebody. I mean, whether you're a VA or you do both, I mean, there's there's so much benefit in working with other people. I also want to get back to bartering for a second. Oh, yeah. I feel like that could be a whole episode because I don't ever it's hear really- people talk about that either, but yeah. that's a really incredible thing. I was actually just thinking about that, about thinking about asking someone like a seller type, like someone who actually likes being in their dungeon and creating products, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, I thought about like doing some kind of barter thing. Like, can I just make 30 days of posts for you? And can you like do this product line for me on my math store? Cause I'm never going to get around to it. And, you know, so I'm pitching that in my head, thinking of people I could possibly reach out to for that. That's a, a great option, especially if you do have a specialized skill. When I say specialized skill, don't get in your head about this. I just mean something you have a lot of experience with. It doesn't mean you have to have a degree in it or anything right. um, is if you're, if you're hearing this and you're like, I can't afford 500, $1,200 a month, $25 an hour, start with where you are. Can you bargain? No,
1: well, and there is nothing wrong either with starting at an hour. Hour or to a month. If you have fifty dollars, don't have to start at two hundred or a thousand. Or I literally, I can remember the when I was still on Blogger with my blog, I paid somebody I think fifty dollars to do my first header, and I remember thinking at the time like, oh, am I gonna get this back? Because TPT was very inconsistent back in. I don't even know. Was it 2010, 2011? 2011, I think I started my blog and I was so worried about paying out $50. And now I laugh. I'm like, my last site design was over a thousand. You know, We all have to start somewhere. And honestly, yes, appearances matter. But at the same time, if your content is really good, people read it or buy it regardless. I think sometimes we get too, what is we get lost in the weeds? Is that the the phrase? But yeah, bartering can be can be great. I still, I'll have friends. I'll be like, Hey, if you'll, and and now it's more of a friendship type of thing where I'm like, Hey, you, if you'll help me with this again, I know it's another design thing. I'm really sorry. I'm such a pain, but I'll write 10 pin descriptions for you. And, and I can write 10 pin descriptions in under an hour. And they're like, how, how yours are so much better than mine. And I'm just like, I've written thousands, maybe even 10,000 of them at this point. So I can look at something. I I swear I write pin descriptions in my sleep sometimes.
0: owning, whether you're a VA or you're a seller looking to barter services or whatever it is, I think it's okay to own the stuff you're really good at. Like it took me a while to come out and be like, I'm really great at copywriting and sales. Like the words, even saying the word sales, I was so scared to say that in the teacher, even the teacherpreneur space, because if you say that you're good at sales, you're like, Oh, so you're one of those, you know, like, Oh, you're just here for the money. I'm sorry. Do we want to work for free? I'm like, I'm, I'm done with that. I did that when I was a teacher. I don't want to work for free anymore, you know? And, and I want for teachers to really own their genius and like what makes them magical, whether that's creating resources, whether you're a VA. So own it. That doesn't mean that you have to be like braggadocious and that you have to be conceited being able to state confidently what your strengths are. And also to yourself, you know, it takes a lot to tell yourself when you're not good at something and you need help to be confident about that too. I'm not naturally organized. I struggle with that. I hire VAs. I, and I even tell them, you really have to be good at managing your own task list and telling me respectfully no, Brittany, you've already given me too much and say, okay, I'll ask somebody else because I'm not going to know what you're doing. I yeah. just can't. I have to hire people I can trust and who are really self-sufficient. Really, really good stuff so far.
1: The whole barter thing. And this just kind of applies to any time, whether you're bartering services or buying services. Like I've seen so many people that they they get the first hire, I guess, whichever end of that you're on. It's not always a good fit right off the bat. And so many people they're like, it wasn't a good experience. I'm done. I'm never hiring one again. And then they wait like six months to a year. And it's like, no, always start small. You're talking about this product creation thing, literally start with one product and then you have to decide if that's worth a week or a month of scheduling and just have that be it. And if it goes great, awesome, by all means. And then and then if it does go well, I would recommend doing like two more. And then, you know, if that goes well, maybe five more. And then you can talk a little bit longer term. But what I've just found is so many people, things don't go the way they expected in their head. And I had to learn. I used to be the talking head to people. And I was like, I just talked for an hour and made this lady take notes. She did it all wrong. Of course she did. I was a talking head and then said, go. Now I make little videos and I screen share them all. And it's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And my videos, I try to never make them longer than 15 minutes. Like, okay, here's step one. Da, 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 da This is what I'm doing. Yes, guess set your expectations very low to start. And not that that means you need to accept subpar work, but start small and don't be afraid to build. Don't think you have to go all in for $500 a month and then you're just crushed. There is nothing wrong with starting with an hour of work building from there. You don't have to jump into the deep end right away.
0: I love that. And I want to say now, it speaks to my VAs and freelancers who are listening to that. I know that there are so, everybody out there says different things, right? There's like VA coaches who say, you know, do some free work. Don't do free work. You know, do packages, do hourly. Like everybody's going to have their own thing. And you right. kind of have to de-influence yourself and figure out what's going to work for you. But this is also why I don't just do And you can again, take or leave it. I don't just do packages. Like I do one-off coaching sessions too, because sometimes someone just is just like, I just need to, can you just help me set this thing up? I, I can't afford to pay $500 a month and have you work for 30 hours or whatever, whatever the hours is, because I just need like this one thing, or I need a project. So also don't be afraid to, if someone's like, if you're a VA to consider maybe diversifying your offers to meet different income levels or different yes, places where they are in our business, because you never know when that person is going to be right. ready and come back to you and be so grateful that you worked with them. I really do believe in that, especially because our community is small. There are not a lot of TPT sellers. If you're going to work in this space, I really do think you have to like show up for them and, you know, in, in network. And then as a seller, don't be afraid to negotiate which I know can be a really hard thing, you know, it's like, Hey, I love you. I love, I want to work with you. I can't do, I can't do 30 hours a month. I can't do a package like that. Would you be willing to do an hourly rate? Would you be willing to do two weeks for me? And then, and go from there, like yeah. you can negotiate the terms. It doesn't have to
1: well, be. Super and hard. you can ask, and some are going to be an immediate no. And that's okay too. Like you don't know if you don't ask. And that's just, I think so many people, some are very dead set on you charge me hourly and it's a flat this and they don't carry over month to month and others are no, it's this package or no package. And I think both ways are fine, but it's just, okay, well, Brittany, you know, I'm not doing your $300 a month package right now. That doesn't work for me. And if you're like, oh, okay then we just part ways. And and that's fine. But I've seen people get really upset. They're like, she wouldn't work with me. And it's like, she's stuck by her guns. And that's what works for her in her life right now. And where she's at. That's okay, man. I mean, back in 2015, 16, there were only like two of us that were really publicly TPTVAs. I know there were more behind the scenes. Like I'm not trying to say that I was the TPTVA because I know better. Um, but there were two of us that were very publicly, hey, we're looking for clients. And now there's there's just people everywhere. And I love it because it just shows how much power and strength of TPT in this community has grown. But it, it also means there's more people out there. You don't have to settle whether you're a seller or the VA. I'm not talking to one group or the other, like the right people for you do exist out there and you will find people that your styles and your expectations mesh and it'll be a wonderful thing, but it could take some trial and error to get there.
0: on both sides and also with you. And I talked about this actually in the episode... I don't know the order, you know, I don't know guys, I, I or outsource that. I don't know, but it's going to come either before this or after this. And I'm really talking about looking inward and making sure that you are the good boss. If you're the hirer, if you are the seller, are you being a clear communicator of uh, like what you just said about this screen sharing? Did you show them what you needed? Did you communicate expectations? And I found as an early seller hiring VAs, I didn't because I didn't know what I was doing. I was a sucky boss, to be honest. And that's okay. That is okay. If that's true. Oh, someone's watching say hi if you're live. So if you're a sucky boss at first, that's okay. You're going to figure out what you're doing. Um, And then as a VA, oh my gosh, I've messed up. I I probably make mistakes. I, I make mistakes. I want something new every single month. You know what I mean? Because as I grow in scale, I have a new level, new devil. I have to figure something out. And I think that if we're all being honest and we all look inward every single day, if we're radically accountable for our own actions, there's always a way that we can improve. Like our onboarding systems could be clearer. Our communication with clients could be better. Our Uh, systems could be more streamlined. I mean, there's always something that could be improved. And again, it's that whole blind spot. Like you don't see the blind spot until you can get yourself out of the weeds enough to look back. And by the way, that's another reason to hire help, whether you're a VA yourself or you're a seller, because you can't see, you can't operate from that strategic planning perspective unless you can step back from the daily tasks. It's like you wanted to add something there.
1: With all of that, I've also found as VAs get more and more their own, you know, area of expertise. Like if somebody came to me in 2019 and said, here's my Pinterest plan, do it. Mm -mm. This is what I do. You can hire me or not. And that's fine. Like, but this is what I do. And what I found was most people came to me with, with no Pinterest system at that point, they just didn't have something. So they were like, you have a system. Oh, thank goodness. And I ran with it. And if they had a specific system, I'd be like, Hey, here are some other VAs that you can reach out to who will learn your system and do that if you're a VA it's okay to say this is the way I do it if buyers are happy with that if you're not getting clients you may want to reevaluate but if you're the you know the person doing the hiring the TPT seller or teacherpreneur whatever that again goes back to finding that right fit some people will do it your way no problem my mom has a whole system with my bookkeeping and I'm like go do it don't care you do your system. I want nothing to do with it. You, As long as it ends up in this spreadsheet at the end of the month so I can send it off to my accountant, thank you. Like <laughs> I just don't care. I, I have no desire to train her. Um, she's had to train me, quite frankly, on some of the things she wants. And that's, I think, what makes this whole world so complicated is there's so many different ways to do things, and none of them are necessarily wrong. They're just different, and you have to find what works for you and the people you're working with.
0: If I could have a core message of this show, that's probably what it is, is do whatever you want.
1: (laughs) Like, you know, it's funny. Like when people,
0: when people hire me, I usually do like talk them through strategy and I'll give them tips. Like if I see, like, for example, there's an episode coming out called the comment to customer strategy. I recommend that every seller does that. If they're going to use Instagram, it's basically just lead generation and DM sales. If you have never done it, then you do it and you're like, this is magical. Why wasn't I using social media like this before? But I also tell people when they're working with me, and like, you don't have to do what everybody's saying. If you don't want to do reels, we won't do reels. You don't want to go live we won't do it. Are you going to lose some leads possibly? Maybe, but if you don't want to, that's fine. So I think that's like, again, one of the core messages is you get to learn the rules and then you can break the rules or you can just decide that they don't apply to you. It's totally cool. And then I also wanted to go to something that she said when you're talking about like a hiring someone and then giving them a strategy versus them coming in and taking over. I have another episode coming out about the two different kinds of virtual assistants. And, you know, it's just the SEO title, guys. There's probably like a million types. But when I think about the categories, I think about generalist VAs and specialists. And, you know, so like if you're hiring a podcast strategist, that's very different hiring someone to who's going to be a general VA for you. And they're also going to edit your podcast episodes. You see what I mean? Like you're teaching them something versus someone coming in, taking over. So like what you said there, we've already gone 30 minutes, but I would love for you to share just what are some tips. And I know we already talked about communication. Um, we talked a little bit about a trial period. Do you want to maybe elaborate on that a little bit?
1: So snippets were something that I toward the end was doing a lot of, and I would basically just tell people, I'm like, send me your bestseller on TPT. And they'd be like, well, I'm like, so send me your bestseller. And I would send them back, like, I guess, and it would either be, I said snippets. I meant pin descriptions, but I, I've done both. But I would be like, send me your bestseller. I'm going to write a pin description for you. And I would send it back and they're like, oh my gosh, this is gold. And that's what I do. So how many do you want to do? Like, so I would send them one for free, just... M- Generally, because I knew it was going to entice them. And sometimes they would be like, well, how about I just do five? And we'll see how that goes. So let would send them back the five. Where some people were like, here's the top 50, go. Just this last week, I sent my, my personal VAs a project. And I was like, hey, do pages two, four, and six paste them in to where you need to paste them and then send it back to me. I just want to proof it. I just want to make sure I've been with her for six years and it's not that I don't trust her. I did half of page two. I wanted her to finish page two and then do four and six. She sent it back and I was like, ah, it's perfect. I love, I love when things work the way they're supposed to work. And then she sent, I sent it back and I was like, you're great. Go ahead and do the rest of the document. So just things like that. And to just know, like, I would much rather invest you know, one to five hours up to a hundred dollars or $200, whatever's in my budget and go, wow, that's not a good fit versus to send somebody loose and get something back. I, and I've had that happen. That's how I've learned this. I once had lady do 20 images for me and they were quite frankly atrocious. And I, I didn't even save them to my computer. would, and I realized later, like I paid her for it and just walked away, but it's like, man, if I would have started with five, instead of having $200 out there or whatever I did, I would have lost 50. And I would have known from the get-go this was not a good mesh. If you're in your brain, you're thinking 200, what about 20? Or if in your brain you're thinking 10, how about two? I mean, yeah, you want all 200 done, but that doesn't mean they have to be done tomorrow. And you're gonna just save yourself so much time and headache and potentially money if you just start small and build from there.
0: Yes. And with that, just expecting for things to take way longer than you think they're going to, is just like a good rule of life in general. Yes. Um, I know that like for me and probably other really creative types, like, which makes sense. Our industry attracts creative people. So there are things I have strengths with. There are things I don't, but like one thing I realize is sometimes I want to launch something tomorrow. I'm like, Oh, I just got a great idea. Let's do it. But in real life, that's not how it works. And same thing yes. when you're training a VA on boarding somebody, and you might not want to hear this part, but sometimes it can honestly take four to six months to really get someone to their optimal efficiency. If you think about like, if you're in the, the classroom full-time, especially, you're not working with that person very closely all the time, right? Maybe, maybe at the first a couple hours a week. And so it's going to take some time for them to figure out what you want for you to figure out what you want. You may not know what you want yet, you know? And and so just give it time, be patient. I'm not saying to pay somebody if they're not doing any of the work for you, but expect that it might not be the first person you hire or your first client if you're a va and it might take some longer and also because the vas are figuring things out like i have a client i've worked with who she's getting an amazing deal because she's been with me for so long so and i want to honor that too i'm going to talk about goodwill in a second here but for her she's seeing a lot of iterations of things and that's okay because that was part of the deal right like she took me on early i told her i'm like i'm going to be figuring some things out so you're going to be seeing me kind of grow through this and she's okay with that so You don't have to be perfect from day one. You'll never be perfect, but you're always going to grow as a seller. and You're always going to grow as a VA. So just be okay with that. And I think give yourself a little grace of that too. And also goodwill. I love that you said like sending someone something for free. Again, like I know everybody has a different philosophy on this and you get to decide at the end of the day, but I have built some amazing goodwill by networking with some people who quote unquote are big sellers. I don't really love using that term, but you know, people who are visible, very visible. And one of the ways I've done that is by genuinely being a friend and being helpful. So like one person I can think of who you'd probably know her name. If you heard her, um, I saw that she had a product. It's amazing. She has such amazing stuff. She's a, she's selling from the heart, but the copywriting wasn't as good as it could have been. So I I rewrote it. I said, Hey, this is free. I don't expect anything. You know, I'm just sending it to you because I want more people to see this. That's it. And you know, it ended up being a really good friendship and now we're going to be on each other's podcasts and things. So I want you to think about that. Like, how can you, again, give to this community? It's a really small community. And because there are people who have come into the TPT community and maybe not done such a great job at this, at building goodwill, I think people are even more skeptical and it's understandable why they are. So I would just say, if you are a VA or if you're looking to be in this space long-term, which I hope you are, then think about that. And then as far as like, if you're thinking, oh, I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time doing free work. Alternatively, make sure that you have some kind of portfolio. We're actually going to be doing a portfolio review session as part of the hiring and VA summit. So we want to serve the VAs too here. We want to help you be more successful because we know when we do that, then the sellers are also more successful, right? It's mutually beneficial. So if you don't have a portfolio yet or you're like, I think I need that, but I'm not really sure where to start, be sure you come to that because you're going to hear, we're going to be brutally honest with you. You're going to share what you have and we'll say, you'll hear from a seller perspective, No, I wouldn't hire you. This is why, or this is what you could do to, to add. If you don't have a portfolio, you'll learn. So that's yeah. a reason enough to come and get the all access pass and stuff so you can get the recordings. But if even if not, just think about do you have a portfolio? Do you have a way to show them the quality of your work without maybe working for them for free if that's a concern of yours.
1: I'm almost seeing this even more, but this goes way back, you know, to when I started in 1516 as a VA word of mouth will get you farther, I think even than your portfolio. So if you are being that awesome and And I'm using the word VA, but if you want to say contractor, you want to say social media strategist, you insert whatever word that you are. But if you are one of the best at what you are doing, you're not even going to need to advertise. You're going to have a wait list. I had a wait list basically after about a year in. I actually had a friend and fellow um, teacherpreneur take over my VA business. The clients who wanted to, I didn't like sell their names or anything, but I just reached out to them and said, hey, this person has learned my systems She's going to take it over if you want, or this is the day we part ways. I'm done on this day. And she has now blown what I, I now refer to my VA business as a baby business. Like she has blown it out of the water. I think she's doing like three times, if if not more than I ever did. I never see her advertise in these Facebook groups. And last time I asked, she had a wait list, I think of like 20 people. So yeah, that little bit of goodwill, the always over delivering it just goes so far in the teacherpreneur world. And you will just have clients basically banging down your door to work with you. It's, it, which is just so amazing, but it just, if you treat this community well, you will be treated super well in return where the opposite is true too. like, if you're out there and not that I think the people listening are scamming people by any means, there's an unwritten list somewhere and don't get your name on that list. It's not a good list for your name to be on. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I want to share that because I think that's something that is good for you to hear. I mean, one is that you can market your own way. I mean, you could build your business completely on word of mouth and referrals and never do any visibility stuff, which is totally fine. I do think there's a lot of benefits to getting visible, obviously, but there's also, there's also a drawback, right? Like if I'm pretty visible now, and if I were to really mess up with something, like not only am I going to disappoint my client, but that's going to probably come back to me, right? So that's something to think about. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that, about, they're just like, yeah, put, get, start a YouTube channel, start a podcast, start a blog. You can, and I think those are great assets to have, but there are drawbacks to getting more visible. And if you're not willing to deal with those, or even just having a business, I hate to think that I would disappoint somebody, but it happens, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. So somebody buys something or even just on, on a TPT store, like somebody buys product and like, I really didn't like this or it wasn't what I expected. And it's so easy to get defensive and think like, oh, I put my heart and soul into that. Or maybe you even look at it and you're like, oh, actually she's right. Like that could be a lot better. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's bound to happen as a business owner. You're going to disappoint people. You are going to be disappointed. And I think that more quickly we can learn to not take these things personally. All feedback is a gift. If someone reached out to you and told you, they're like that this could be better, especially if they've hired you and you're a VA, you should be so thankful for that person because they're helping you become better. And they probably like you. Like if they really were just appalled at what you did, they'd probably just be like, yeah, this isn't going to work by, you know, and, and you can do that if you need to ever. But if someone reached out to you and said, hey, I'm concerned or like I really wanted this instead, that is a, a good sign that they want to work with you and they want to see you do better. And sellers don't be afraid to say that and always be tactful and kind, of course, but it's okay for you to be clear about what you want. And as a VA, you can also be clear and say like, Hey, I can't have you texting me like at eight o'clock at night. Like I really need you to message me between these hours. It's okay to communicate those things. Um, and you can build a beautiful relationship. So much good stuff today. Thank you so much. Before we wrap up, do you want to share just any last parting words of wisdom and then maybe share where people can find you?
1: I just, I really want people if they're especially the people who haven't yet hired a VA. Like I always hear people, they're so hesitant and just try, dedicate 50 or a hundred dollars and try something. Maybe it's somebody's taking a few photos of that one resource. You have the one resource in your store that just hasn't taken off the way you wanted. And you're like, well, I think my pictures aren't doing it justice. Or or maybe you want somebody to design the new cover template because you're like, ah, oh, my covers really need work. Just pick the one thing and the one budget and go find your person. And and no it might not be perfect but go put yourself out there if that's something you want to do i know there are solopreneurs out there one of my good friends is that and she's like i'm not hiring anybody ever never (laughs) and that's fine she does amazing and i love her too please don't let fear hold you back. And that applies to both the people hiring and the VAs to like, put yourself out there, try the new thing. Um, I did all sorts of things until I realized Pinterest was what I was really good at. I can go straight all day, I just don't like it. I can write a pin description in five minutes. So put yourself out there, try it, and just see where it goes. It's such a fun journey. And I don't regret the almost five years that I've done this or that I did the VA side at all. And as far as where you can find me, the easiest place, because I'm kind of all over the place, is heather-joe, heather-joe.com. That'll take you to my teaching blog, Hojo's Teaching Adventures, my life blog, Hojo's Life Adventures, my coaching. I even have a blog for the area I live in. (laughs) So it's a little bit of everything. Um, But you can also sign up. I do a Teacherpreneur's Tips Tuesday. So if you're a teacherpreneur, you could sign up and join me there. But Brittany, thank you so much. I, so this has just been nice. I haven't been on a podcast in a while, so I appreciate you reaching out to me.
0: Of course. Yeah. I think I heard you, I want um, to say Alex Baxter's podcast yeah. maybe a while ago. And I was like, ah, oh, she'd be perfect. Um, so <laughs> I'm glad. So thank you for good. saying yes. And thank you for being here and for sharing your wisdom and also the yeah. fact that you have both sides. And also I just, I just have to, again, echo what you said about like, don't let fear stop you. Another big, another big thing. Let's just in general right like try something right. reach out you just never know i actually have a uh someone else coming on the podcast soon i didn't think he was gonna say yes because i see him as famous maybe he's actually not but i'm like he's a really big name we'll see if he comes and he said yes so you just never know you never know
1: awesome um, yeah. yeah i mean every no gets you closer to a yes even though they're not fun <laughs> at the time yeah but it's, it's so but yeah. true yeah so
0: true okay well thanks again hojo yeah no problem thank you